Hello, everyone. Please stay tuned to the end of this episode for a special sneak peek trailer to the Skunk Ape Experiments. to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your squatching of a host, Gary, here to entertain and inform you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries with my wife and co-host, Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. Hi, Gary. Are you ready for this today? I am. I'm so excited. Good. I'm glad. Because today we have a very special treat. For most people with an interest in Bigfoot, they are aware of Ryan RPG Golombeski from his work on multiple television and movie productions to include Finding Bigfoot, a popular series of top investigators searching for Bigfoot, which is still available on Animal Planet today. Ryan has been on a worldwide quest to discover the secrets of the elusive creature from his childhood in Maine to travels to multiple countries. Some of his work includes working on the theories of infrasound communication and the gift-giving bonds between humans and Bigfoot. He now balances family life with his paranormal work. This equilibrium has enabled him to work with the Outcast production team on their latest video project, Skunk Ape Experiments. So, please join Goldie Ann and I as we welcome RPG to take a walk with us within the mist. Woohoo! And good evening, Ryan, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It is an absolute honor. I love your background. It's oh, sick. If I wasn't such a Luddite, I'd have something cool like that behind me, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, yours fits your uh, motif of being the Ouse Woodsman that you are always seem to be portraying on TV and in your movies. So it suits you very well. Cool. <laughs> but, Perfect. Well, yes, thank you for having me. Dude, I love the power couple scenario. I, I, it's so cool. I love that you are doing this together. That's like, that's like not so private of a dream for me. Like I would absolutely love to do that with Maddie, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, before we start, I have to ask the really tough questions first. Um, you know, having such an expert on Bigfoot and all, I need to know, what is Bigfoot's favorite type of snack food? Oh, Lord. <laughs> snack food um honestly i think it's like more of a generational question so as they pass through are they taking a blueberry pie from your porch are they taking the apples from the trees in the orchard um i don't know i think it's i think it's uh habitat specific um well, and overall i happen to i happen to have the answer for you ryan oh you do oh yeah nice. Go ahead. it seems that bigfoot's favorite type of snack food is doritos you set me up so good for that. Like, I'm going to be on my toes for the rest of this conversation. <laughs> he has dad jokes. I, I love my oh. dad jokes, so I had to start off with one. <laughs> you got me. Oh, but your answers were so much better. Yes. No offense. Now, you've traveled the globe looking to prove the existence of cryptids. What are some of the locations you have visited? Uh, well, everywhere in the continental U.S. Um, I think the, the only... I haven't been in or I guess stopped in is Wyoming, like kind of drove through, but not uh, not stopped um, around the world. Like the one of the neatest places, honestly, was in um, uh, Borneo looking for Orang Pendek because 
you know, I, I would I would do these um, international producing jobs. And when I was there, if it was anywhere near anything that be it haunted, be it cryptid, be it whatever, um, I'd poke around, you know, as much as you can when you're in remote location. But usually you end up having some time. And uh, that place was just like one thing I wish for people is to travel the farthest make a goal to travel like farther than you've ever traveled away from home like be that far away from feeling safe it's uh it's it's exhilarating in in every direction when you're there but when you come home man you just i don't know you just stand a little taller it's 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 neat and then i think it's uh healthy and good for people but Anyway, maybe you don't have to scare the crap out of yourself going into like haunted houses and favelas and like crazy shit. Like, um, oh, I will. But Borneo, Borneo was dope. That Borneo was so cool because that was a place where not only was I um, it, being paid to travel, I, I felt like I was just winning. That's just like you're gonna pay me to like Absolutely. go to these places that I would pay all my money to go anyway. Like crazy. But then also to have something that you're interested in there as well. And I remember I. I had a phone call because my brother and I wanted to figure out to do something together. Um, and I, I'm just, I remember sitting and there was this water Buffalo and there was just, it was all flat ground and there was just a perfectly carved hole. Cause this thing was huge, but it was all the way up to its head in mud and it was just <laughs> chewing its cud, just looking at me. And I remember calling and talking to my brother going, we, we got to make monster brothers. We've got to, we got to try and share some of this with the world. Cause we are just, you know, doing our own thing. And, and, I don't know, not as voyeuristic as I guess we should have been. Um, and yeah, it was just a powerful moment. And that's that's just one of the most, the farthest, most remote, beautiful, like you feel like you're, you know, you're just Indiana Jones. Uh, and and for some of us, that's like the best feeling ever, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, and you exemplify that. Yeah, yeah. That's That's the, yeah, there's something special about standing that far from your comfort zone. It's cool. Well, that's good. I don't know if I want to stay out there. I don't know if I have those kind of balls, but <laughs> but I'll definitely visit, you know. Well, great. So have these locations helped to prove similarities between different types of regional Bigfoot relics, or does it kind of support more that they are various different species? Uh, what I would say is that there are all kinds of relic hominids out there still, all different sizes and shapes and everything. And uh you know, they lost the breeding war. So you just, we are savage beasts. We are the alpha predator for the most part. And, and so, yeah, they're in hiding. It's very easy. There's, there's plenty of life and game and space and everything. And, and you can even, as we know, like just take, uh, take bobcats or raccoons or anything like they're in the city. <laughs> the biggest raccoon I've ever seen. It looked like a small bear was in the middle of Los Angeles. Like, in the, I was like what the <laughs> hell is that? You know, I was like, man, we drank too much tonight. And no, <laughs> It, it was it was a raccoon with diabetes i mean it, oh, was, Lord. it was huge yeah yeah so <laughs> life is everywhere and finds a way you know absolutely okay yeah. now your first experience was when you were in the fifth grade can you please tell us about that and how it helped you want to become a cryptozoologist yeah yeah i mean i i think i've for some of us we've always been like a weird kid and that probably comes from your folks but you didn't know them when they were that young you know but they were they were definitely weird so yeah we were just traveling back and forth uh from maine because dad got stationed there in bath and and mom didn't want to go she's like, i'm not moving there i don't want to live in maine maine sucks and then you know a few <laughs> years later when we moved back she's like i don't want to leave this is the greatest place on earth it's so beautiful <laughs> but for like the first year it was a battle and uh sorry mom and dad 
So you were yeah, 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 yeah. She fell in love with the greatest place on earth. Uh, we used to take garden hoses and make moose sounds. And then the next like day, there would just be a moose standing in the exact same spot where you were blowing it like crazy shit. You're like, oh, we could be really connected with nature, you know? That's awesome. Um, but what the heck with it, right? Uh, and so we were just driving back and there was something standing there. And I just remember it like caught my eye, but it was just like a silhouette. It was just a big thing. And then I was like billboard or like bear, you know, and then right when I went to like look away and go back to her and, and, and annoy the crap out of her, um, which found out years later, I was actually keeping her awake. So that was an interesting <laughs> thing. So you're welcome, mom and me, I guess. Uh, and then it turned and walked in. And when it turned and walked in, that made me be like, wow, because it was just like, I, I, how do you describe it? It's like the it's uh, it's just bigger or, or kind of taller than than something that should have just turned and walked i guess is the only way to describe it but you know i also say too that was so long ago so what was it really you know maybe it was a bear i i, I don't know but but um then cut to whatever time later mom brings home those books she's a librarian thank you for that mom it's awesome um and when i saw it in the book this time life series uh that's when i went that's what i saw that's what awesome that, I just knew that it looked more like that. I didn't know the shoulder thing yet, you know, the ears. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. You know, I just knew that like primordial interest, fear, excitement, whatever had kicked in when I saw it live, and then when I saw that picture. And so I took that as a connection. You know, um, nice. Yeah, and that's how it kind of started. And then we moved in the military, like we would move every two years and there's like an acclimation time. It doesn't matter how social you are, how cool you are, how fun good you are or anything. Um, the lowest person in the new school is the new dude or the new chick. Like it really is. It's lower than whatever was the lowest in your school that got picked on. Like that was the new one. Um, so there was like, I don't know, there's a period of time where you spent alone, I guess is what I'm saying. And in that time, I was, I would imagine angry. I am, I am Irish and, uh, and Portuguese and oh, good Lord. I got a whole, whole slew of things in there. And yeah, I wanted to push the envelope and I, I've always had kind of like this, this constant thing where like, I don't want to be afraid. Like everything's scary, you know, like, and you grow up and your parents and everyone that cares for you is like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do if you really kind of step back and look at it, it's like a lot of don'ts and a lot of just like afraid for you not that you're going to rock it more that you're going to totally bail right so that's so it's weird so i think i was always kind of maybe rebelling against that because i didn't understand so yeah i, I would go in closets uh, after watching poltergeist and don't it wasn't the first week wasn't even the second week it was a month maybe later but i <laughs> went into the closet with the long arm doll and i just sat there and i just waited to be choked to death and then die and i was like <laughs> i'm gonna put up a good fight and the longer i sat there the less anything happened and the less scared i got Mm. and then anyway you pursue that for a while and then at one point was it the less disappointed you were <laughs> yeah disappointed yeah. that it didn't happen well yeah then you switch you're like wait is this bs like but you don't i guess at that point as a kid you don't know you're in charge you know you don't yeah. know that you can decide to be afraid and like kind of just work yourself through it um but yeah just just but then i got off on it and i think there's a kind of a rush that comes with it that we're all addicted to too you know, this kind of fear adrenaline, because um, it's nice. It's like knowing, yeah, most of the time, nothing is going to happen, but it's always going to have this high level of what if danger. And for most of us, that's like, ooh, that's, you know, invigorating. It's like, I feel alive. You feel alive? You feel alive, don't you? Because I feel alive. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. Like, that's, that's why seeing Bigfoot or, or, 
paranormal anything under just one little guise of like Bigfoot or ghost or whatever. It's so much more than that. It's, it's, I almost dare say a lifestyle, you know? Right. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I probably got way off track there, but that's. No, no, this is great. Yes. That's, that's what we're looking for. We want you to go yeah. down rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll keep, I need to be kept in line sometimes because I will dig. I will dig. <laughs> I am. I'm going to see the best parts of China soon. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, what type of education did you undertake and who helped you uh, on your path? Uh, you mean just in cryptozoology? Yes, and, in cryptozoology. Well, it was having a librarian mom that could just get me those books, like anything I wanted, I could have. Um, so That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like having the oracle as as your mother in a way. It's like, what what is that? You know, boom, I would have a book on it. So that would start as like my first teachings. And then it was a it was it was me just being a fear junkie, I guess, or, or trying to face doing all these scary things and building up and then having a passion for it that I just couldn't let go of. There was too many things that went bump in the night, too many things that I was like, why does that bother people so bad? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, shouldn't we look into that and investigate? Um, and then ultimately when we got to, uh, when my, to back to my brother and I, we had our show and we almost launched, we were just in our opinion, a little ahead of our time. We had too many beautiful flavors mixed in there. Um, and we weren't famous. We're, who, who, who are these nobodies, right? <laughs> but finding Bigfoot came out at the same time. And uh, Bobo, when we were doing pickups for Spike TV, um, we were like, okay, we need, we need the real flavor. We wanted like high energy. Um, I, I, you can look it up online on YouTube. It's Monster Brothers and it's part one, two, three, and four. Uh, and uh, anyway, so we, we bring in Bobs because he's like our people and we just have oh, yeah. the best <laughs> time ever. Like the... It's like to be proud of it, but also not proud of it. But that's the hardest um, we've ever partied and and filmed and like got it done and got it done masterfully. It was it was almost like we're like tonight we're doing this for the '60s, you know, like this just let's, let's own it. Um, and we did, and that kind of bonded us. It's it's uh, you know like if you have a if you just do something huge with just a complete stranger, you're bonded for life. That's how friendship, the best friendships start. And that's what happened with us and Bobes and and uh, and Yams was there too. Yeah, Yams. Oh, it's so funny, man. He loves to play his tunes. And at one point in the night, we're just rocking out around the fire because our MO was, uh, they already know you're there. Like, why are we going in there and creeping around like we're Navy SEALs when none of us are Navy SEALs? You know, like we, <laughs> we don't, we, we stink. Okay, no one, we just stink. Like, how about that? Like, they can smell us. And uh, yeah, so we're throwing a big shindig. We're dancing, we're having fun. And he's just, belting and I remember his face looked like a cherry tomato he's just singing his heart out to the woods and of course we were very intoxicated but I remember just looking there with a the fire dancing girls dancing everything going if, if if we can create this life where we can just really go and have like powerful fun moments bonding with people we're gonna die with a million friends it's gonna be the best life ever like best life oh. ever um but anyway that uh that show didn't didn't end up going but Bobo's did and so Bobo uh, said, yeah, man, we could use the positivity. We just, it, it'd be nice to have someone on the road that, you know, cause it was a grind at that point in the beginning, they were like really squatching and trying to film TV. And that is, that is near impossible without grinding people into the, into the earth. Um, and anyway, and then I got on there and I considered that in terms of cryptozoology, or at least, you know, with the squatch, 
um, that was my finishing school. That was being paid literally to be a paranormal geek. And, and that's, yeah, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. And talk about yeah. a learning internship. <laughs> yeah. 100%, 100%. And then to be put into positions where I got to interact with not only the top talent, you know, the, the demigods of the space, uh, but also to meet all the people that we would work with at the town halls or we would interview or whatever, you know? So I got to hear all the stories. I could hear everything, whether I wanted to hear them or not. You know, they were like, do you got five minutes? I'm like, no, I don't even have 30. And then they would tell me their story. And I would be like, dude, that's awesome. Like, do you want to tell everyone when they're in there? Like, no, absolutely not. I don't, I hate public speaking. Yeah, that's always and, hard. No, it's so hard. If I, if I had just been smart enough to have a recorder and only recorded those stories, nothing that anyone has ever heard, just the shy people's stories, it would have been awesome. Right. It would have been, it would be amazing because they, they want to be heard, but they, it needs to be very indirect, you know, lots of layers. Well, like you said, it's coming out of your comfort zone. And I guess people just feel comfortable around you. You, you have a very strong personality that people would are attracted to. So sure. you've been a part of many media projects as a creator, writer, and even on screen, which have mm -hmm. you enjoyed the most? Uh, parenthood. Is that an answer? <laughs> That's I, a good I mean, one. Honestly, I went around the whole world and looking and, and creating and spreading and then boom. And I was like, oh, really? It's that simple? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I subscribe more to like the old school theater mindset. And what I mean by that is um, jack of all trades, master of a few. So I, I, you can, you can label me with labels. You can say whatever you want, but I function better. And I'm more engaged when, when, when there's more jobs, different types of things to, to fire different parts of the intellect. Um, I just find that fun. It gets less boring. And, uh, and I don't know, there's something for a long time. You just, if you try to fight to make it all about you and that's why you kind of screw up your, your early twenties and whatnot, especially if you're very fierce about it and you're about your art. But then at some point you learn that it's okay. Like if you can actually get other people like you who do not get along with anyone artistically, because you've got your vision, right? If you can bring them together, you create, I mean, that's what the Beatles are, you know, like that's any, anybody that transcend, in my opinion, uh, it clicked because they found, they found a way to work together. Um, so I'm sorry, I, I totally strolled off, but that's like, <laughs> no, actually I like that. So you're saying is, is that you're, you find it most satisfying when you can take different personalities that might be like oil and water and you can bring them together and you can actually make something creatively beautiful out of that is that what i'm hearing yeah yeah I, I i guess like growing up i had sports on one side and i had this other paranormal dude over here and and the one wonderful thing about this was the tribe like being on a team and traveling and, and living and fighting and dying together and and these two are so such separate things you know and, and i think my dream has always just been to bring the two together to right. make it literally accessible for everyone because it should be, you shouldn't, shouldn't feel like you can't go do it or whatnot, just because it's, you doing what in the woods? It's like, you're going to the woods anyway, <laughs> you know, why not give it a shot? Because you guys know that one time, that one time something happens that you cannot make sense of, uh, you're either hooked or you never go back. True. And it's oh, usually, it's life changing one way or the other for most people who have that kind of an experience. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's the people, man. It's, it's just meeting really neat people out there. I think, uh, 
mentorship in this country is is failing you know we have more like mass education instead of individual one-on-one and that's really important and that works <laughs> and so i think it's important to bring back that kind of mindset which is mentorship and and uh kind of like i had on finding bigfoot just like being with these people traveling with them learning from them listening to them talk um i just did a lot of listening you know just observing and and it was, I, once again, I wish I had a camera on it because it's, everyone deserves it. If you're into this, you all deserve that. Like, I hope everybody gets to be on a show. Like if I could run the next Finding Bigfoot, I would make <laughs> sure there was an intern position just for people like us that just can come on for a week and you're there and you help out your PA. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah that, new I'm... guest every week. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they can even be a small part of it. And it's just more of a connection once again, to like the real world, like reality TV is going to have to evolve. Um, <clears throat> you know, those are little ways to bring it together. No, that sounds like a great idea. Now your current focus is that you're working to prove that Bigfoot is capable of communicating in other ways than, you know, the standard calls and banging of wood your theory is, is that they use infrasound. Can you please explain what this is? Yeah, of course. Uh, so <clears throat> certain animals on this earth, like whales and elephants and tigers, and even the um, American crocodile can use infrasound to communicate over a long distance. It's a low frequency sound. So it just travels farther. Um, and, it, and low frequency sound is something that we can't hear, but we can be affected by. Uh, the military's even messed around with weaponry that I'm sure they have, but uh, that it would just, it incapacitates you, you know, like one of the most famous stories is Hunter in Kentucky, um, family land hunting generationally, uh, just very, very knowledgeable of this area and getting up in his stand and sitting there and waiting. And then as the pigs started coming through, um, <clears throat> just as he was about to pull the trigger, what he then thought was just a stump rose up and roared like had a normal yell but it oh. was beyond that because so he's up in his tree stand back kind of back away not even in the directed range of, of the blast and he gets woozy and drops and like almost blacks out so it's almost like very movie like like him seeing this thing and he watches as as whatever that roar is uh stuns the pigs the ones closest to it like wobble and drop and then the ones a little bit farther wobble and just sprint and stumble away. And then that, that, uh, the squatch goes down one big, just crack on the back and just like sounded like a dream to the, to the hunter. Like, and then picks that up, puts it over and it's female, puts it over his shoulder, turns and looks at him and walks away. Like she's <laughs> the coolest thing on earth. And that dude never went back to hunt there again. Game over. <laughs> no, because his his fear arose from the fact that like he was sitting there stone sober uh focused how did it sneak into his field of view how and it wasn't worried about him because obviously she looked at him and you know then just walked away so looked at him like no big deal so and there are other stories like that, right? So what was that? Is Do we just kind of catalog that in the most random squatch stories or woo or whatever? Or do we address that that's really interesting and an animal with that large of a body index? You know, people, they're not all gigantic, but for the most part, big rib cages. Um, is it possible? And I would say, yes, 
Yeah, I would totally say. So the goal ultimately <clears throat> for me is if I can build a device that records infrasound and it's like three things very simply it's either environmental so like earthquakes and stuff mechanical so like diesel engines big diesel engines all sorts of things can create infrasound that's why haunted houses a lot of time aren't really that haunted they're just they're a hot spot for low frequency sound like three things and i just and because if 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 we're not like i wouldn't even do it in florida because we got alligator and stuff and so it could possibly be them so you just go north and you go into known Bigfoot habitat, you wait until you have activity, you go, okay, we all admit, all of us, you know, professional squatches here are saying this is real. And then you take these things and you begin to set them up at the highest points. And all they do is record the sound, the, the infrasound, because, because if it's true and they use it, why wouldn't they use that when they're in close proximity to us to communicate or at least, you know, like kind of echolocate, move around right. us. It, it just makes sense. I mean, like them hollering, like, what is that? That that's for an animal that wants to remain so unbelievably elusive. Uh, it just doesn't make sense unless it's some kind of emotional cry and emergency or something. You know what I mean? Um, no, absolutely. So yeah, how yeah. far have you gotten in? How far have you gotten with this project? Uh, I had talked to a guy who had made a mobile one. It was kind of big and, um, made in like a, a 50 gallon drum, so to speak. Um, but it was bulky and he wasn't interested at the time in, um, being a part of something like this. I'm like the first dude that calls him, like, Hey, this thing's going to be perfect for Bigfoot research. And he's like, yeah, goodbye. Um, <laughs> and you run into that. Like, what are you going to do? You run into that. So part of my thing would be once I could get a budget and actually get somebody on that, that that's their expertise. Like I can theorize or come up with things. Um, but I'm, that's, that's once again, we go back to finding your team and tribe. Like I'm looking for my um, tech expert, my cue. Yeah. My tech expert, like that's, we could do some, we could do some damage, I think. Um, but anyway, if I set up that grid and you're getting infrasound and it registers as an animal um, in a known Bigfoot habitat, what I've just done then is, is found part of their speech, found a part of the, where they're communicating. Um, and that's, that would be my main contribution, I think, outside of just, you know, getting lucky ass and getting some amazing footage. Yeah. That'd be my contribution, you know? Well, and, and do I you think, think this would help to prove the existence of Bigfoot? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the beauty of it is it's still like, what infrasound? It's weird. It could be anything. It could be, any, you know, it, it can still be shat upon, so to speak, um, which I think is good. It just creates more and trying to be the guy that creates the perfect system that dials it in and you actually hear them go, yeah, yeah, let's read the McDonald's dumpster. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I just want to get things started, like inspire, right. like innovate, change. And, and that's because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at that and then go and then let's, let me keep let me keep going. So I hope through these talks, through like adventuring, filming, that those people find me you know, and say, Hey, let's build it. And I go, awesome. And that's how I think, and, and that's organic and true and real. And, and I don't know, man, this is my, this is my Batman signal. I'm putting up like, you want to dabble in infrasound with the RPG? Come on down. Uh, that's great. You can't yeah. see too many people saying no. Well, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it at the end of the day? We're, we're just, we have an expert, we have a theory. And uh, we now we have an experiment and we test it. And what's the worst that happens? Oh, God, we spent more time in the woods. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah, so. 
Well, I remember be, one case that we were we did a, a story about was the Ohio Grassman or the Minerva Monster. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, different recordings of calls out in the parklands of it. And they were recording the sounds that they said were traveling uh, like 18 miles. So I guess that would play into this uh, infrasound that you were saying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would be hoping anybody that is actively pursuing that case or whatnot and happens to listen to this. Uh, puts the two and two together and goes, okay, well, how do we, how do we record that? How do we register that? Cause I, I think if you follow it, what it eventually does, if you could really get, you know, funding behind it is you create a relay system and you could find exactly where they're moving through and when they're moving through, you know, um, right. You know, and maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe, maybe we should not do that. Uh, <laughs> but I would love to know, like when they're here around my house, so I'd be down to buy like, oh, it's a squatch kit. Like it'll let you know when they're here by registering infrasound. Like, uh, <laughs> dude, I'd own one of those. I'd own one of those. Yes. I think we all would. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a neat advice. Patent pending. Patent pending. Yeah, yes. yeah you got to throw that in. Copyright. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> So one of your, oh, another part of your uh, trademarks is that you have this philosophy of gift giving and building a spiritual trust with Bigfoot when you go out into the woods. Uh, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah, man. We were just, we were traveling on the road, finding Bigfoot and we, we were going to these reservations and we were meeting with their elders and the people. And, um, they were all saying the same thing, which was, you got to show respect, respect, respect. And, uh, basically before you go there, you set your intention, you, you let them know you're coming because in some way they get that, I guess, um, on your focus. And then when you get there, you leave a gift, some kind of offering. And it can be as simple as like, you know, when you're walking along, you find like a perfect stone. You're like, this is my favorite stone. I'm going to keep this stone forever. Uh, but that's love, right? There's many different versions of love. So you just leave that and it, it resonates. These, it's, just, it's just in ways we can't see or have never been trained in. Once again, mentorship, but I'm not regressing. Uh, and so... Uh, you gift give and then after you gift give you um, you say hello and if you'd like to participate or hang out then then great and if not no big deal and it's weird man because you, you start doing it and you really start focusing because I think that's the I think that's the one of the major problems people have is that we go into the woods fried like scatterbrained and we are not fully in the moment present in there. I think they walk right by and like they're there and people just, just like, right. don't even have a clue. I think that's how scatterbrained we are. So anyway, when you just, when you listen and you take their wisdom into account and you, um, you show this great respect and you're in the right spot, it happens. And it just started when I, when I was on the road and I started doing it Now I'm not, it doesn't happen every time, but it happened a lot. Like, a lot you know hmm. and now and my trick was is if i didn't go out with a team because i was always like let me go let me go man let me please let me go i'll go i'll carry everything like let me you know i was just so excited to to be at that point of i say our like all of our world like because we would all love to be there and stand there and just be in that moment way and i was there you know so when they wouldn't let me go i was like fine f you you know like i'll squash <laughs> you know like that was my my horrible backup um but I would be alone. I'd be solo. And I would be basically where they take off. So in my opinion, uh, people saying that the best place to have a squatch interaction is right by your campfire or right where you pull in. 
um, I would have to say yes. I would have to say outside of driving a car on the same old ass road, the same time of year when they seem to be coming through every night, same time, uh, that's your best chance. Just stay by the fire. Going around the woods. I mean, what are, what are you doing? Um, but uh, but yeah, man, that that's be nice, be present, and be nice. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying they they accept a nonverbal uh, request from you better than they would from any verbal uh, sounds or attractions that you would do. Right. Right. You there's lots of different names. So it's really like what makes you feel comfortable saying it, but you can call it prayer. You can call it telepathy. You can call it mind bullets. You can call it whatever you want. Um, but if you're open-minded to, there is a, there is a connection between us that we don't fully understand. Once again, no training in, uh, not to completely sidebar, but there's this guy named Dr. Rupert Sheldrake. And he noticed this phenomenon in dogs that when, um, when people would go to get up and, and leave, work to go home not when they're like going to the door we're not when they like in their head go i'm done and it's time to go the dog gets up and goes to the front door and waits this is a real phenomenon that's a connection you know we mostly talk about the connection between a mother and her kids that's very real too same thing mm -hmm. but the dog and so he did this experiment and he got like crazy statistics that like it, it's there's a there's a connection and then these people tried to prove him to be a fraud and they got even better results from doing it <laughs> so so there's yeah there's something there and if, if if we can we don't have to understand it to respect it and to just try it and so yeah i feel like i'm an infant doing it still you know but i try to put myself in that place of like total innocence like i i you know I, I want to be, I want to smell the woods. I want to feel the woods. I want to be an animal. I want to be my most animal self there. And I think if you can strip down and keep trying that, you it gets you closer. It's, it worked for me. It worked for me. But the location is key too. Like make sure you're in a decent spot. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. you've done all this work across the, the country, across the world, but now you're a family man. How has that affected your uh, searching for the existence of Bigfoot. That, uh, yeah, that's, that will slow you down a bit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Like I said, it's the greatest thing I've, I've ever done in my life ever. And anyone that can, if they can, I would say do it. It's, it's absolutely worth it. Um, and it's okay not to, too, but it's, it's, it's like the greatest gift you ever give yourself, like the most egotistical, egotistical thing you could ever do. And also the, the most humbling and that, that dramatic is, 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 I like it. I like it. That's the, the crazy uh, Irish boy in me. Um, <laughs> but how does your wife feel about your work? Like I am Mr. Mom. Like we decided, you know, I had this international producing career that is great if you're going to be you know the world's next greatest bachelor like yeah um and then you fall in love and you have kids and you're like i built the absolute worst career of my life i completely messed up and so we had to decide do i keep doing that and i did that for two years and we basically lived apart and like had our first kid and i was like you know like it, it was how about this it was literally a choice between becoming like one of the more higher paid paranormal international producers, you know, which was a dream, my dream, and then, or, or family. And, and I chose family, like I, I did. And it's, and it's great. And it's turned out like awesome, but 
it, it whooped my ass. Like I have natural energy and I, you know, I'm, but this is, this is, this is a long haul. Like there's no sleeping in anymore. Like I have to get up every morning <laughs> at the same time, maybe earlier. <laughs> and, and the first thing you do is, you know, you just deal with poop. You know, it's just like, that's your first thing. You're like, Oh God, you know, like I must've been horrible in my previous life because I am being punished. Um, but what was awesome is, uh, as I was starting to kind of come out of, of that and going, okay, is this it for me? Or do I, do I want more? Um, basically that's when I started talking with Stacy Brown jr. About doing something together. You know, he was coming off a project. I'm coming off three kids and no sleep. And, uh, we decided we should do something. And, and that's where kind of the partner for the, uh, outcast paranormal, um, oh. began. Yeah. With that conversation. Um, and then our buddy James Brost came in and, and became a part of it too. And, uh, and we're just like, we're a three headed Florida beast, which is, which is great because considering just how much I have to do, it's, it's awesome to have other people who can get shit done. Like that's, it's the only way I can explain it. Like they're very high functioning, you know, like gonna, gonna keep moving forward and do it. And without them, it wouldn't be possible because I don't have the kind of time that I had before. That's like the one major thing. It's just, it's just the time suck, you know, especially if I'm the, I'm the lead on it. Um, you know, you struggle because it's, it's the most important thing. So all the, all the rest is just art. Um, but there's that other side of you and you, and you've got to, you got to find that balance, I think. And I think it's okay to be 50% like family and then 50% I'm going to go and solve Bigfoot. Right. Right. Uh, no, well, I, I mean, you've been a, you've been a writer, you've been a program creator, you've been on screen. And now you're on your current project with Outcast, and you've just completed Skunk Ape Experiments. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, well, the Skunk Ape Experiments was the result of Stacy Brown Jr., James, and I getting together and going on an adventure in Florida. And it was weird because we were we were ended up moving here as well. So it's just kind of if you just flow with life, it kind of puts you and sends you where you where you're going to go. And um, and what can I say? Like, go, go back to Bigfooting is more than just Bigfooting. So, so okay. So you're, you're going through your life and you hit your 40s, you hit your midlife crisis, whenever that is. Like, how do you deal with it? You know, I had three kids, whatever. Um, but no, you need, we should have rites of passage for adults. And that's really what this is. That's like the undercurrent. Uh, because what are we doing? We're going to these extremely scary places and then and then pushing each other to like try even scarier things while we're there um, <laughs> in hopes of finding this greater truth. And so to be surrounded with that kind of camaraderie, once again, I go back to like, it's, it's the teams, it's those sports teams I grew up on. We're just in the woods looking for Bigfoot and doing wild and crazy stuff. Uh, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Like I, I, I wish it for absolutely everyone to find a group of people that makes them feel alive. And that's it. You know, a lot of us okay. are zombieing around and we want that feeling, but we don't know how to get it. And, and that's what we have with this. And we're hoping to capture that on film and, and, and obviously give people as close to that ride as we possibly can. You know? Yes. And you've uh, themed this as a graphic novel, uh, giving it a different feeling and kind of a more extreme uh, inter documentary feel to it than the average one that you would find on Bigfoot as is. Yeah, yeah, because my Stacy's background is uh, more of a uh, grassroots like filmmaker, um, where I come from more of a TV background in Hollywood. So it's it's kind of a it's like a meshing of the two. And we had to 
we had to figure out how to like tell a story that all these other people are doing absolutely wonderfully, right? Like, you know, investigative journalism, but put into long form doc is, is it's beautiful. And it's what all of us purists like, but what if we could maybe reach more people? What if we could give you a new flavor? It's the, it's the same stuff, but it's a new flavor. And we turn the volume up a little bit, you know, we're, a we're pushing bit. it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, more than a little bit. bit. But but that's also why I think the graphic novel part of it is beneficial to us because I, I kind of feel like if you give it that slight glaze, it allows people watching it to think, well, this is mostly make-believe. So it can't be, even though everything they're watching is true, everything we're going for, we're trying for real. But since it's graphic novel, it's like, it's, I guess I'm trying to say it's easier, di- it's easy to digest with that kind of cover to it and it's also very familiar because dude we're all marvel dc like crazy comic fans at, at this point and if you're not like we're you are living in a cave with a sasquatch um so i think it plays into that and then if if, if you're smart like dude if we're lucky we get on tv or we we sell some movies but that's do i think it's wonderful do i think it's the best new thing absolutely and i think people are going to love it but to get to that point of success is that's 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 powerful man that's that is really hard to get to. So what is more realistic and more realistic is um, I listened to this wonderful Ted talk and this woman talked about how many people an artist actually needs to be successful. And by successful means that that's your life. You're not buying Lamborghinis and stuff, but you're a fully functional artist. And you guys know how many people you would need diehard fans. So if you're a musician, you make an album, they buy it like that. Just kind of simple. Oh, new shirt. Right. Got it. Do you know how many people that is? Ugh, I don't want to know. <laughs> Go ahead. 20,000 people. Jesus. Yeah. We're a little short of that right now. <laughs> but 20,000, right? But, th- but isn't that, that's attainable. Like that's, yeah. that's doable. I don't, because I never had a, a place to kind of set that to, to me. It was always like millions of people, hundred million yeah. people, but 20,000 people. I, I think uh, I think that's doable. And then depending on how many are on your team, each person brings in 20,000. Now you have 60,000. Now you at least have a Lamborghini Fender. You know? <laughs> True. Well, that's a good yeah. way of looking at it and keeping your goals. Uh, so what is the current progress of the uh, Skunk Ape experiments? Um, so we had our first screening, as you guys know. Yes. And, uh, uh, for yeah. everyone who's listening, uh, at the... Uh, Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, uh, Ryan and his team presented a sneak peek preview of the Skunk Ape Experiments, and Goldie and I got to participate in it. It was awesome. And yeah, so I mean, I, I need to watch it again, so I need you yeah, to so like, we're, get it going. Well, what was, so just quick, what was your initial reaction? I, I still have the recording. Okay. Um, Basically, from my opinion on it is, is that it's basically telling multiple stories and you're focusing on subject A and then all of a sudden you're jumping to subject B. So you're, you're, you're spending your time bouncing between different concepts, all covering Bigfoot, but different ways of looking at it. So I think that's what's really good about it is because it's kind of like organized chaos. Mm hmm. And yeah. and that's why I'm curious to see how this is going right. to continue to play out. Well, I think that's what helps uh, on the inside of you to get that that adrenaline going while you're watching it. And you're like you're you're trying to figure out and you're following it and you're like, what's next? 
and then you cut to the book and you go to the next scene. It's like, wait, what, what, wait, what? Go back. Okay. You know? It's awesome. And that was, that was it. Like, once again, we wanted to do something different, you know, we could cut it very easily to be a TV show, whatever that, that, but we wanted something to be like, Yes, you what I would you expect something, but you're not getting it. And, and then you realize, am I a control freak? Because I want this to be this way. And yeah. then like, but am I having fun? And I'm like, but I'm kind of stressed. But this is is, is this real? And <laughs> it's the, it's a graphic novel. It is meant to move you emotionally for sure. Visually, it absolutely like, does. And that's and it's it should be a thrill ride. Like it's a ride. At the end, you should at least say, like, I feel like I got into like a low grade accident that I enjoyed. Is that right? Is that yeah. is that okay? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. You get you get to the end and your ending. Of course, we can't talk about your ending. Your ending. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. I need yeah. I need more. I, I need, need the rest. Need um, yeah, so wait, we Wait, wait. So we got off. What was I supposed to answer? I was supposed to answer some. Questions. I don't know. I was asking what's the current progress because, I, like I said, you've completed oh. it. You've uh, done, you know, previews of it. We're curious mm-hmm. where it's at now. So we thank everyone, you guys, everyone for participating. It's you know, it's so hard to show your your love and creation to the world, even though that is where she's meant to be. Um, right. And so we've taken the notes, the, some of the feedback and things we heard. There were so, you know, these people, we've listened to them all the time, so we understand them. But the way that they talk, that awesome Florida man talk, um, we just, we have to subtitle some stuff and just, just make it. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, you know, we just, <laughs> but, but it is what it is. If there's, what I found in being creative is like, if, if you hear it twice, you should probably change it three times for sure. And when people are just very casually just saying, yeah, I didn't understand that part, but I loved it. You know, you're like, ah, you listen for those. Because yes, we we are not telling a linear story. It is supposed to be cut up, moved around. You're coming to us to be in a completely different ride. You're like, right. I can't, I'm going to, I got to figure this ride out. But that should be part of the allure of it. Once again, it's a graphic novel. We can jump in interdimensionally. We can do whatever we want. And I think that kind of freedom does a bunch of things for us. It makes it so that, we don't have to be perfect, you know, because we're right. all about truth and authenticity. And so we can move maybe faster because how cool would it be if we were able to, and I credit like uh, Stacy, he's always getting stuff done. And James too, they're like, it's like the rest of us have 24 hours a day. They have 36 hours, but like, if we could move at a pace and, and actually put out like one of like that movie, one a month, like an issue, how amazing oh, would that wow. be? That would be amazing. Um, right. And the only thing yeah. That's a lot of work though. More people and to go on more adventures with people and make it more about all of us. We're all outcasts. You know what I mean? Um, All of us. And so I don't know, but that's, that's what we're working toward to kind of like bring in everyone, all the disciplines together at the same time on these amazing rides. And if if we make this ride good enough, people will want to join us. And, and I, and I, and I just, I just know that if you didn't grow up playing on teams, um, then you're going to be apprehensive about it and it's going to be a tougher to, to, to help you get in. But once you're in and you're surrounded by all these people and you have, I don't know, dude, you experience it together. It's like, if I can get enough people together and we all have that <gasps> moment, like on the freeway as a kid, right. uh, it would be dude, we're bonded forever. And now, and that's a memory that when we're sitting in our chairs and we're all hundred years old, hopefully um, we don't forget that one. No, right. I don't know. 
I want a few good chips at the end, I guess. <laughs> exactly. So what are some of your future projects? You have, are you looking well, towards your wanna, next big thing? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're gearing up like this, this series, uh, whatever this ends up becoming is, uh, is our future. And so we've got to be prepared because this is a, this one's cut to a trilogy. Um, we're refining that trilogy once again, based on notes and everything. And the goal is to have the next ones filmed while we almost have them done because, you know, people today, if, if say we put it up ourselves, um, they see it, they like it. They're going to want to binge watch the other episodes. Right. You know, getting to a point where it's once a month, that's going to take a lot of time. Um, and at right. first we just put out chunks, chunks, chunks here. Um, so yeah, we already have some great ones lined up in it. And the interesting thing is it's, they're contingent on, on kind of the leverage of these. Cause if these come out and these hit, well, then we have some really beautiful options presented to us. Yeah, um, and if it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, doors open. They're, oh, okay. You can get my message out um, or promote me and, and my work, which I'm totally right. down to do. You know, like I, I, I think we're here to like lift each other up. And once we all reach that point in our, in our growth, whatever it is, um, and that jealousy goes away. Like, I, dude, I want to see you guys shine. I want to see Stacey shine. I want to see James Stein. Like everyone we go out with, we just went out with these, uh, these young kids and they're just, I don't know, man, to see them and to see that they're the future and not to like flex on that, but to like say, dude, you're amazing me right now. You know what I mean? To be more right. fatherly, I guess, you know, I can't help <laughs> it. I guess now, I guess, dude, they probably hate me. I'm so cheesy. Oh, but, you're just dad. Um, I am. I am. But I, but I wanted what I never had. And I, I sat in that closet. I sat in that field. I went in those deep woods by myself. And how cool would it have been to have someone there that got it and was cool, yeah. you know, even had a little wisdom to sprinkle on it, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I appreciate that. That'd be awesome. As we close up, where would people find more information about you as you know, are you found on social media? What would be the best way for people to learn more about RPG? Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the standard ones, Facebook, Instagram, uh, outcastparanormal.com or outcastparanormal online. Like you'll see our posts a little edgier, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, just your basic same thing. We have a TikTok account too. I have to get better with that. That's just like to me, just girls dancing. You know, every every video is just really cool. We're trying girls. to figure it out. It's yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can't just do your own thing. Yeah, we we have one as well where I do like a <laughs> two minute short story of a different sighting or ghost story. And Ooh, nice. yeah, it's 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 not it's not in the algorithm that normal TikTok videos get, but. It's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But hey, like I said, um, that infrasound thing, I don't talk about that all the time. I kind of send that shout out here and there. And if somebody is listening and somebody is down to try that, hit me up, you know, Absolutely. and uh, and if that comes through this show, then you two, uh, you two will need to be there to be. Oh, that'd be awesome. I would, I would totally volunteer to help with that. Well, that's that's how I think you build teams and things get together. And, you know, I don't know. To me, that's yeah. exciting. So, well, yeah, we'll definitely you put your information future. in the show notes. We'll put your Facebook and yeah. everything there for people to come follow you. Mm-hmm. And we'll if our you know infrared person is out. out there, you know where to follow him at. Well, uh, I think that should be a time for us to take a walk outside of the mist. And we want to thank Ryan for being a part of this show. 
And we want to thank our audience for participating. And uh, we look forward to talking to Ryan again very soon. That's great. Hey, and you guys have the exact kind of energy that when I go with people into the woods that have your guys similar energy, that's when activity usually happens. So uh, yeah, you guys just keep going. Awesome. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Well, you know, so you're in Florida now, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime you want to go out in the woods and you want us to come, I went and bought snake boots. So I feel I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I have flip flops. I, I really need to. Oh, I'll no, 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 no. I can't do that. <laughs> I you got snake boots. <laughs> you guys can, yeah, they're coming. I got to get some at yes. rainy seasons. <laughs> Well, being sure to wait impatiently for the release of the skunk ape experiments. Very, I, very impatiently. Yes. I suppose this is a good time to make our way back out of the mist and bring this episode to a close. Special thanks to David Facilian and Facilian Studios for our introduction music. We would like to ask you to please leave us a review on the podcast provider you are listening to this podcast on to help promote the show. We are on social media and love to hear your stories and opinions about encounters with Bigfoots and other creatures of your own. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast, and we are also on Instagram and Twitter. We also have an email at withinthemistpodcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. We love stories and hearing about your own personal experiences. For those that may need a daily dose of cryptids and ghosts, we have a TikTok channel which gives a few minute clips about a story involving some of your favorites and some unknown creatures and spirits. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Ryan RPG Golombeski, and we'll come again for another episode. And as we leave our broadcast, we would like to leave you with a trailer from The Skunk Ape Experiments. So, here we are, questioning our life choices and what people we consider our friends. That thing's huge, bro. I don't know what that is. But maybe the point of having friends is to push you beyond the boundaries of where you feel comfortable. Because that's where I am right now. Uh, making their way to the same exact spot we saw that Bigfoot seven years ago, which is crazy. And the cause of death was um, essentially a broken neck. And how did you even notice him? How could you not? <laughs> Eight foot tall. The reason why I think it cursed me is because I've seen so many of them. We're not trying to sneak past the guard. Our goal is to push this into the field mm. where Bill will be set up and waiting. Whatever it is, it's coming from like essentially where that bale of hay is. We're about to do something that we've kind of done before, but never to this level, dude. You're going to take ritual magic and drugs together. You can do an offering, like I'm telling you. Until you see it, it means nothing. You know what I'm saying? I need to let people know that this is real. Hey, I need all you guys to move through now. Whoever's going, go through now. But, at least when I'm done, I'd pause the steal.